Hi, and welcome to season two of the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. This is a podcast about the amazing people who attend La Jolla Presbyterian Church in La Jolla, California. I have two of those fantastic people in the studio today, Rick and Leslie Evans. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having us. So happy to have you. Yay. This will be fun. All right. I want to begin by getting to know you both better. So please share who you are, where you're from, what you do, your kids, your fur babies. I know you have fur babies that you love, so I had to throw that in there. So whatever you guys want to share, whoever wants to go first can go. Okay. Hi, I'm Rick Evans. I was born in Boulder, Colorado, uh, the youngest of five children. Five? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that about you. Well, one of the interesting facts about my family is that my oldest sister has three children that are older than I am. Oh, wow. Uh, But in any event, uh, I spent a portion of my earliest years uh, living with uh, my sister and her family. Hmm. And my parents and I uh, settled in the Mission Hills area of uh, San Diego in the early 1950s. Okay. Because it was the early 1950s, uh, San Diego was quite a different place than it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Little League Baseball in Mission Valley, which at the time was largely occupied by uh, ferry, uh, ferry, dairy farms. Mm. I went to high school at La Jolla Country Day, which in the early 60s was out in the boondocks. Wow, I didn't know La Jolla Country Day has been around that long. Yes, it was. They built this campus uh, around 1961 or two. Huh. It had been down here in the La Jolla Village area before that. Mm-hmm. And as they expanded, they began adding grades. It was virt- uh, essentially an elementary school mm-hmm. prior to the building of this campus out in the area that it is today. Mm. But the only way to get to school at that time uh, was on the old Highway 101. <laughs> so it was a, a you know, 40-minute trip or so wow. to get to, to school in the morning. I went to college in North, uh, North, Northern California uh, in graduate school in Pennsylvania. Uh, following graduate school, I worked for an international accounting firm in Los Angeles. And in 1977, uh, when the opportunity arose to participate in the uh, restructuring of a what was then a small firm here in La Jolla, hmm. uh, I returned to San Diego and have been working as a CPA uh, to this day. At the same firm? Yes, we have since merged with a larger firm. We grew to about 40 people or so here in San Diego and wow. then merged with a firm out of Newport Beach. Hmm. And 2007. And how many people now? Well, here in San Diego, there are 67, Mm. and firm-wide now, there's 600 plus. Wow. So it's a a large regional firm. Awesome. Uh, So Leslie and I have two kids, two dogs, one grandchild, (laughs) and one cat. In that order. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, the cat was before the, the dog cat or the grandchild. <laughs> was in the last place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Leslie. And I'm Leslie, and I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and went to the University of Oregon in Eugene. My mom died when I was 20, so I, from all those experiences of her being sick, I changed my major to nursing. Hmm. So I went to nursing school in Portland and then moved to Sun Valley, Idaho, where I worked in a clinic and did a lot of skiing. 
<laughs> and after a couple of years, I migrated down to San Diego, where I attended University of San Diego for a master's degree mm. in nursing. And at that time, I was also working part-time at Mercy Hospital and then Sharp Hospital. And then in 1983, I became an assistant professor at Point Loma Nazarene University in their nursing program. I stayed there for a couple of years because then I had Jason, um, our son, in 1985. And about nine months later, I was kind of itching to get back into nursing. And I had a wonderful experience. We were sort of a trial experiment with job sharing. So Mm -hmm. we did job sharing, another nurse educator and myself at UCSD Medical Center. Then I went into full-time nursing again at the anesthesia department in the Department of Pain Management for UCSD. After an early retirement, I began to immerse myself in community service and my church, Mm -hmm. which I still love doing. Mm -hmm. And did you say siblings? Oh, one sister. She's in Seattle, in uh, Gig Harbor, actually. Mm. Yeah, we're very close. She's two years younger. Okay, okay. So uh, how did you guys meet? Oh, Rick's best friend was a medical intern at Mercy Hospital, and I worked with him in the ICU on his uh, medical, I don't know which rotation it was, he's an anesthesiologist now, but anyway, he invited some nurses to come and watch him play in a tennis tournament with his partner, Rick Evans, Ah. and I showed up, and they won the tournament. Where was the tournament? La Jolla. What was the big La Jolla tennis championship? Across the street at the direct center. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was pretty smitten right from the get-go. You saw him out there in his mm. tennis shorts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were short in those days, the tennis shorts. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. said, that's the guy for me, right? Yeah, right from the get-go, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, so you guys met. And, Rick, what were your thoughts? Well, um... <laughs> If only you guys could see Rick's face. <laughs> trying to remember exactly what my thoughts were, but I thought, wow, that's a very pretty girl that's mm-hmm. watching us play. Uh, she then, uh, well, this was a time of year, not only was a tennis tournament going, but they had an over-the-line uh, tournament going out on Fiesta Island. What's that? It's a, it's a, it's a abbreviated form of softball hmm. with three players on each side. Uh, the tournament that they have out there is the, I think it's the largest in the world. It's hmm. just, it's a, it's a happening every year. And they still do that. July. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. two full I'm weekends. Out of the loop. You should go out there. Sometime. I know. Wow. It's kind of raunchy. <laughs> it's a lot of beer drinking. But Rick had this team of. Two of his friends from Stanford, Fun. and they thought they were such jocks, and they did not win this tournament. Yeah, we, because did, we did pretty well, but my, <laughs> this, my story is that, that Leslie, because uh, yeah. it was my birthday, and I don't and know how I she found that out, mm-hmm. but she yeah. made a cake, rode out uh, on her bicycle, uh-huh. onto, Fiesta, cake? onto Fiesta Island. In my basket, <laughs> in the bike. With, with this chocolate cake. <laughs> and funny, that was, I mean, it, it, How could you not marry me? It, it couldn't, you know, couldn't have I do been that. any you know, better than that. Right? Had you guys gone on a date before this, or was no. this a random mm-hmm. caking? Was... <laughs> yeah, John. John told me about it, and so I just did it. Yeah. So you guys had talked maybe to each other. Yeah, 
we just, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Oh no, it it just it just sort of morphed. We found out we both loved animals, and so he would come and see me once in a while and bring. Actually, my second date with him, he brought his dogs, and I had to oh. be approved by Tigger and Tater. Um, no, not Tigger and Tater. It was Wooly Bear. Mm-hmm. It was when you had Wooly Bear, and uh, <laughs> so there was a third date because mm-hmm. I was an animal person. So. So what yeah. was your first date? What did you guys do? Do you remember? I don't remember. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> it's so long ago. I mean, if I try to think of our first, I don't know if I remember our yeah. first date either, so it's okay if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd I have don't. to spend a minute no. thinking, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, okay. How long have you been married? I, I do remember the dogs, though. The you do? You remember the dogs. The so that, that was, that See, was that the was more important part, to him. Yeah. yeah, the first date, I mean, you know. <laughs> I love it. I what, love it. He had this old Opal Cadet station wagon and then these two dogs that's great um we've been married 37 years 37 years yeah okay that's exciting yeah uh so you guys are very involved in the life of this church so i would love for you to share what you're involved with and why you guys choose to be involved well i i got uh started um uh with truly involved uh, when I was asked to join the finance committee about 15 years ago mm-hmm. and I've been part of that committee for most years. if not all of that time <laughs> since thank God for uh, you yeah <laughs> accountants <laughs> right um, I will also uh, be finishing my uh, third term as an elder this year mm-hmm and I joined a small group about two years ago. So mm. my, my involvement has been uh, on, on session on the finance committee and kind of with a growth group. Right. Um, so. Right. And I'm, I'm involved for uh, at least two significant reasons. Um, first, in the hope that my skill set can help in the functioning of the church and secondly, that through my participation and work with other members of the church community, community uh, that God will lead me forward in my spiritual growth mm-hmm. and understanding. Good reasons. All right, Leslie. Um, my primary involvement right now is leading Stephen Ministry. And I've been a Stephen minister for about nine years, and I've been leading it for a little over four years, maybe almost five years. Can you it, explain that ministry in case people oh, don't know? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's um, it's a one-on-one lay ministry where people are, we identify people in our church community who have gone through a crisis mm-hmm. or a tragedy. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be loss of a job. It could be um, hospitalization, anything. Um, and then we we assign someone to go visit them once a week and they pray with them, they listen to them, they just kind of come alongside. Mm-hmm. And it was This was started in 1978 by um, a pastor who was also a psychologist mm-hmm. in St. Louis and now it's in about 160 countries and it's Amazing. in a lot of different languages. It's non-denominational but it is Christian. Mm-hmm. And we have men and women, but we have a rule that only men will see other men and mm-hmm. only women will see women. And uh, people get an assignment that might be only three or four visits or might 
be five or six or eight years. Mm, wow. And I, I currently have a, a, we call them a care receiver. I have a care receiver that I'm on my third year with, hmm. seeing her weekly, sometimes mm. twice a week. Mm. Yeah, so it's a commitment, but mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of training involved. So the people are, are trained in um, uh, aspects of communication and listening skills, um, some psychology, mm -hmm. um, just enough to kind of help people to reframe their situation sometimes or um, just to get more clarity in what they want to express. Sometimes they don't want to express it, and right. we just bring... We bring the church, we bring the Lord to them mm -hmm. I love through that. our ministry. How many Stephen's ministers do we have? We have about 19 that are active right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and um, about 11 with assignments. Mm -hmm. And if someone so. is interested in being a Stephen's minister, how do they go about that? They could just contact me. Okay. Um, we don't have a training lined up right now. It The training requires a group of about 10. Okay. And a lot of the churches will um, find that they have maybe four or five, and so we group with another church to do one training for everyone mm -hmm. to make it more worthwhile because mm -hmm. there's a lot of role playing, and the structure of the training requires a pretty good sized group. Right, it's a lot of hours. And it's a lot of hours, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so Stephen's So Stephen Ministry, and yeah. then. Um, and the reason I got into that was um, it's kind of a natural outgrowth from my nursing background, mm -hmm. just caring about people. Um, we did so much emotional and physical caring in the ICU, but now it's more spiritual and emotional. But listening and praying with someone one-on-one -on -one is just, um, it's great. And the mm -hmm. focus is, is so nice. It, to me, it's similar to the ICU nursing minus the tubes and the blood. Right. So I also enjoy attending Hashtag Mom Life, which is Friday mornings mm -hmm. with young moms. As an older mom, it's great to come alongside newer moms and lend support and occasional suggestions. There's so many more challenges right. facing moms mm -hmm. today than when I was a new mom. So I'm mostly a listening ear and a cheerleader, mm -hmm. and that's really fun. I've been involved in Nile Sisters, which is a nonprofit refugee assistance organization that began here at La Jolla mm -hmm. Press over 12 years ago. And we have been supporters and very active in urban life in the past. That was a church plant that mm -hmm. we did in City mm -hmm. Heights. And for one year, I, when we first got it started and Jake was here, I drove kids home on Monday nights at about nine or nine thirty at night <laughs> this was before gps but i did have a cell phone and i don't know how many times i would call rick after i dropped the last kid off and say i have no idea where i am you have to help me get home <laughs> oh, no. and i ha and he would get out a thomas map because this no. was no gps and help me find my way back home because i would be dropping we'd have i mean forget the seatbelt law we'd have eight kids in the car with me I mean I'm just so nervous the whole time and they're all chattering in various languages and telling me go here go here you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'd just be lost but um it. it was it was cool it was like it's it's still just a wonderful ministry it is. um but I'm too old for it now <laughs> and I love big table yes. um we're we Donate to that, and I go around with the envelopes with the $20 bill and hand them to dishwashers at the restaurants. Good. Share what Big, big Table is. Oh, Big Table. Oh, okay. Well, Big Table um, is a ministry to the poorest of the 
of the working class people in the um, hospitality industry, primarily restaurants, but also hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about it too, because Paul, your husband, yeah, got our us listening all. Listening audience may not know. About yeah, it. that's true. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's in a number of large cities and um, they kind of operate on a shoestring. They just, whatever money they raise, they can, they give it to really deserving people Mm -hmm. who need it. The stories are just incredible. Um, We live down at the shores and I just read a story about a boy named Edgar who works at Piotti as a dishwasher. And one of the big table people interviewed him found out he has multiple sclerosis. He's had it for 12 years. He never got any medication Hmm. or any attention from a doctor because he didn't have, he's not illegal, but he, you know, didn't have any insurance. And so within 24 hours, Big Table got him an appointment to see a doctor and they got him medications. And it's all from donations coming from all Mm -hmm. over the country. And this kid, and it's all in the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, they know it's a Christian ministry. They don't have to become Christians or anything, but this boy wrote a very sweet testimonial about how this has turned his life around. And Jesse, who's in charge of the San Diego ministry has become a good friend. Good. It's just, it's pretty awesome. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great place to, help and then the other place we go on a quarterly basis is to the Ebenezer Church Mm -hmm. in Linda Vista and we feed them dinner after Mm -hmm. an evening church service it's about 65 people would you say you and Um, I've done that a couple times it's it's another one of our church plants which we're super proud of and excited to see what the future holds and tons of little kids just racing around (laughs) having a great time and that that's just a wonderful thing to do too Mm -hmm. so Oh, That's you okay. guys, I'm just so, we're just so blessed by you guys. Thank you so much for feeding into this church community and to the community at large. Mm. So, so many wonderful things that you guys are a part of. So thanks for sharing all of that. So um, you guys have two amazing kids and uh, we would love to hear a little bit about them and their journeys. Right. And there's a new member also yes. to the Evans clan yes. that I want you guys to share about too. So. However you want to start with that. I'll, I'll talk about Annie, and you can talk about Jason, huh? Okay. So anyway, Annie is my favorite story about how God has worked in my life. She was a 15-year-old sophomore at La Jolla High when we met her, and she was attending this church. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she had no parents, was living with her grandmother, and her grandmother had a drinking problem. So through an intervention by the pastoral leader of Sun House, she ended up moving in with us. And within six months, she was calling me mom. Mm-hmm. And she's a fantastic young lady now living and thriving in Salt Lake City. So it was a long journey to healing her heart after a tough start in life. And mm-hmm. everybody was in therapy for a few years. But God was in it all the way. And um, she's just turned her life around mm-hmm. and um, just amazing wonderful gal she's six years older than jason so that was really a good a good difference in ages Mm -hmm. um as they were growing up and we love going up to see her in salt lake and being in the mountains with her and her boyfriend um they're kind of like poster children for rei they just (laughs) if there's an outdoor sport they do it Mm -hmm. and you know they're just uh just very very fun to spend time with Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and how old was she when you officially adopted her well 
Her grandmother was a little obstreperous on that, so we waited until her grandmother died. Mm. So she was 26 okay. when we, mm-hmm. right after that funeral, we said, would you like to become Annie Evans? And right. she just Aww. did. <laughs> and we an wanted her story. to. Yeah. So yeah, that was a we, very special day mm-hmm. when we became officially. She had, uh, the court gave us, governed uh, kind of the, the right to. Guardianship. Guardianship, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, I don't know, when she was 16. Okay. I mean, there was this period of time where we were. Um, we were guardians, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well. The interesting, one of the interesting things about her uh, adoption process was the actual court hearing, hmm. uh, where we're in we're in court and it's uh, uh, for the final uh, decree. Yeah, whatever, whatever is yeah. issued by the court. When she was twenty-six. 20, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, you know, it's a, they run a lot of people through the court, right? So we it's walk in. It's family court. And the, the judge looks to see who, who's come in. And he, he looks up and he says, Ricky Evans? <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, a boy that I played tennis against. Oh, my goodness <laughs> When gracious. I was 11 and 12, who's now a judge in the family court. And uh, so it was really a... Um, Cute. It was a very, uh, I don't know, very happy and, and tender blessing. moment. He oh, called us up, and we all kind of had oh. a picture taken oh. with our Time. arms around each other. Yeah. This was 20 years ago. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, 15 years ago. How God just weaves this beautiful <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, Jason. Jason. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure parents. All think their kids are the greatest. But, but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, we don't. We, we, you know, <laughs> Leslie, course. Leslie yes, and I kind of joke about uh, you know about about our kids and how great they are, but and that they're none greater, knowing that you know we're we're <laughs> off base on that. But um, he he was uh, uh, a very specially talented. Child, hmm. uh, he, uh, I, I don't recall that he studied much, but hmm. he remembered everything. He has one of those memories that was, is uh, phenomenal. And then, uh, which Leslie learned early on because, or we did, because he would, um, when he, we'd put him to bed, he had this uh, tape of the, tape the, the chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that would go, and he'd go fall asleep. Yeah. And then uh, w- one day, uh, it's Christmas time. Christmas time. He he. Uh, I, I don't know how it came about exactly. I don't remember, but he he recited this every word from this tape. <laughs> the night before Christmas. The night before Christmas, including the, the oh, no, including the, the 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 part of the tape that that, that clicked. As it moved from one, really? one did he do it in the, the chipmunk tr- voice though? Yes. <laughs> no, he did it like this. He did. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature. Wa- he he yeah. knew the exact. And that's he's a drummer. He's the and cadence he's a, of it, right? And he's a ukulele player, so he had that musical 
But we had no more. idea that, that he had We didn't know he'd learned it all. Learned all this and, and retained it. Uh, uh, and then uh, I, I was involved in, in most of his sports, mm-hmm. uh, soccer and basketball and baseball and tennis. And uh, he was uh, he's just kind of an all-around kid that loves playing different sports and events to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last summer, he and a couple of his friends participated in a bocce ball tournament in uh, uh, Petco. In Petco, mm. that was a huge event, and I, they won it. Really? You're kidding me! <laughs> they won it, and, and they they received a, uh, a a suite at Petco for the holiday oh, bowl you're game, me. and uh, I don't know what they had, hot dogs and whatever else was served oh, in the suite. So there were tickets for twelve people, and uh, he's a fun-loving mm-hmm. kid. He uh, loves uh, music and drumming, and has been uh, you know the drummer for the. Uh, 10 o'clock band here for a number of years. That's right. That's right. So uh, he and I played um, a lot of tennis together. And uh, he played tennis uh, at Claremont McKenna Mm. when he was in college. And then was the assistant coach the year after he graduated. Uh, He took a year off before going on to law school. So today he is an attorney. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's here in San Diego. Uh, he's married, has a child now, uh, as of October of yes. 2019. And uh, his, uh, he's doing great. Hmm. He's great. Yeah. Such a blessing to have him yeah. here. And your first grandbaby here mm-hmm. in town. It's very exciting. Did you say what Annie does? What Annie? Oh, she's a vice president of a really interesting company in. Salt Lake Batchway, the headquarters is here in San Diego. Mm. It's called Event Network, and they operate um, gift shops all over the country for nonprofits, for um, museums mm. and aquariums mm. and things. And it's just, it's, it's a wonderful company. And um, so she does a lot of travel, mm-hmm. but, um, but she has this boyfriend with two darling boys, wow. aged 14 and 10. So... If there's a future with that, I hope she doesn't have to travel too much because right. I would love to have them come down and visit us more. They were just here before Christmas, and they're really Good. cool kids. Fun. Yeah. Fun ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so share a little bit about your particular faith journeys. How did you guys kind of come to a realization of faith and an importance of that in your lives? Well, I was always a Presbyterian yes, from the time born. I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Born a Presbyterian. Yes. And, um, I love it. And actually, it was, uh, in a way, it was, it was not just in name only. I mean, I remember people talking about being born again mm. when I was maybe seven or eight. Mm. And so I decided that's, I wanted to be like that. Um, but I never had a, you know, a lightning bolt or mm-hmm. anything from heaven on that. Um, and it wasn't until my mom died when I was 20, almost 21, that I was able to see just how deep my faith was and how much I wanted it to keep growing. 
because um, my mom had been a really strong Christian, and she's the one that took us to church. So I felt very confident that she was in heaven, and I felt sad that I didn't ever get to have that adult daughter, mother-daughter yeah. relationship as an adult and be able to say, Mom, I'm sorry I was so selfish as a teenager or whatever. I didn't get to do that. Mm. But I um, but I did just have a real strong sense of God's presence in that whole time when, when she died and after that. But I did a little bit of a walkabout. I went up to Sin Valley, and there was no Presbyterian church there, and so I was kind of got out of it. But then when I moved back to San Diego, I, st- I said, where's the nearest Presbyterian church? Mm-hmm. And so that I ended up here. You guys um, have been both been at this church since you were the entire time you've been married or since before you were married? Uh, the entire time we were married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He grew up yeah. in a different church in San- yeah. a different part of San Diego. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then... Uh, after we were married, but but in the early years of our marriage, I got more involved here at church. I helped mm-hmm. with Sunday school, and then um, I was selected to be on the uh, on the pastor selection, pastor nominating committee um, for not for Paul. It was for Steve Murray, for Steve, yes, the last yeah. person before, before him, person before Paul. and right. yeah, and then I was on the board of sesh board of elders mm-hmm. between Steve and Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there were some kind of critical times there where we right. were doing a lot of praying, a lot of like counting on the Lord's guidance mm-hmm. to see which way this was all going to go. Mm-hmm. So that was um that was kind of an exciting and challenging time for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so now I kind of rely on the Lord pretty much every moment. <laughs> as I navigate this getting older mm-hmm. thing, and I'm kind of trying to find what his will for me is on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this concept of spending more time with the Lord the busier I get. Who, was yes. it Augustine that said, I pray? Uh, Martin Luther, I think. Martin Luther, I pray two hours busy. a day until I get really busy, and then I pray three hours a day. Right, I'm too busy not to pray. I think that's And that's the other one. Yes, but it's when right. you get busier that you pray even longer. Right. And I think that sort of sounds antithetical, but to somebody who really mm-hmm. loves to pray, they get it. Mm-hmm. And Rick and I do our our time with the Lord in the same room in two chairs kind of facing each other in the morning, and it's it's really special. It's good. It's a good routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, my parents and I attended a uh, congregational church in Mission Hills. Mm. Uh, as I was growing up. Uh, when my father died, when I was uh, in high school, mm. uh, my mother quit going, and so mm. I don't, I probably lost contact with church for some period of time, but I, I did uh, attend church uh, some when I was in college and was somewhat consistent in reading scripture, particularly New Testament. Uh, uh, passages, uh, but I didn't have a, a church home until Leslie and I began attending uh, La Jolla Press around 1982, which mm. is the year we got married. Uh, since that time, uh, as my understanding of Scripture and awareness of 
God's presence in my life has uh, increased. I have felt um, my faith kind of steadily growing uh, stronger. One of the things that seemed to accelerate this process for me uh, was my attendance uh, at a class uh, through the Bible in five years mm. uh, taught by Bill, Bill Creasy, Creasy mm. who was doing this in a number of locations at, uh, at that time. Uh, which took more like six or seven years. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, this class kind of enabled me to see the, the Bible really for the first time in its entirety. I'd read through it completely before, but this was uh, connecting events in the Old Testament with uh, nice. prophecies yeah. with the New Geography Testament. and, and relationships. And it, yeah, you, you know, you could just uh, picture God's plan for salvation mm -hmm. as it progressed through the centuries, mm. and uh, so I, I got I got very excited by uh, by that. Um, so I came out of that with uh, an appreciation for the Bible's uh, historical uh, accuracy mm -hmm. and um, kind of God's revelation, uh, the plan of salvation, mm. and the resulting. Uh, you know, birth of Christ and the death and ascension and and the message that, that came out of, of all that um, and and the hope that right. that we realize from from uh, from that uh, that plan and that hope of uh, eternal life is is has changed my life and of course it's one of those things you don't always think about, but uh, I do think about it at critical times, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so it's a, it's all, it's all been, it's a journey, and it's, uh, it's been a blessing for me, and uh, I continue to look forward to, you know, to, to learn and progress and understand. Yeah, what a great class. More. Yeah. We need to offer that again. Yeah. <laughs> Five-year class. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was uh, once. Still a, doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know either. But yeah. it's. Uh, Did you ever know him? No. Yeah. No, he was pretty it's, popular. A lot of people at this church went. It was up at a an Episcopal church near uh, University Town Center, and there'd be like. During during the, he people was from out. Los Angeles, so he wow. would yeah. he was he was a professor during at a UCLA. week he was giving yeah. teaching. Two classes up in the UCLA area oh. in, in Los Angeles, and then two down here in San Diego. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's good. And then he would uh, lead uh, trips to Israel every year. Wow. And did you guys ever do that? We did not do that. But, no. Uh, not yet. We're waiting for We want Paul you guys to, to take us. <laughs> Will you guys go with us? <laughs> you and Paul. Yeah. We yeah, want you to I go. I think that's I think you maybe part thinking of the about plan it. in the next couple of years. So, okay, you guys will be Put our sidekicks. Put us on the list. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, a couple more questions before we close. So, or did you have something else you wanted to add? Okay, I thought you were waving me no. down for a second. Um, so you guys are both quite the tennis players. You're you're pretending like you're not. <laughs> you're being humble, but you're pretty professional. So, uh, so tell us about that. Where did that come from, and what's that passion? You have 30 minutes? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. No, um, <laughs> this my is mother, what you can talk about. My, my mother was a, uh, was a good tennis, very good tennis player. Mm. Um, 
and I would tag along with her on weekends when she would, you know, go to play doubles with her friends and nothing, uh, no league or college or anything, just for fun. Did she just play for fun? She did. She she played some tournaments mm. when uh, from time to time, but uh, she, and she did play some champion. leagues. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I was you know, five, six mm-hmm. years old, so I, I, you know, that I didn't pay a lot of attention to kind of what she was accomplishing, and sure. I appreciate it much more now than I obviously <laughs> did at that time. Uh, so I started when I was uh, taking lessons when I was seven years old, mm. and um, after and I was doing playing a lot of baseball and whatnot. But when I got to age ten or eleven, I began playing tournaments. Uh, first in San Diego, and then in Southern California, and then uh, nationally. Uh, ended up uh, going to uh, playing tennis in college hmm. at uh, Stanford University. They began winning NCAA titles the year after I left, which <laughs> says something about you know it. yeah, which says something about the, my, my game. Uh, but it, it is, for me anyway, been kind of the game of a lifetime mm-hmm. in that tennis then has a structure of different age divisions mm-hmm. and national titles in, in all these age divisions. And so over time, I've played in uh, virtually every age division mm-hmm. there is. Um, but uh, what I've appreciated the most uh, was playing father-son events with Jason. Oh, and so fun. Mm-hmm. When he was in high school and college, and we did some national tournaments and had a great time and uh, did very well. And, you know, we had a very um, exciting, excited and uh, resourceful uh, person seeing after our needs when we were traveling. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Leslie. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so Thank anyhow, ten, tennis, e, e, today there's just something for me, I don't know, there's something about the game that mm. keeps me coming back even mm-hmm. though there are days when I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I cannot hit a ball worth beans, but all it takes is one good shot in the center of the racket and there's a feeling that you leave with mm. that uh, brings you back again. Mm-hmm. How many days a week do you play? Uh, right now, uh, I, I've been playing three to four times a week. It depends on what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of my busy season, health. it's four, probably four times sure. a week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Tax season is upon us. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're a little busy. <laughs> we're, we're, so thanks for making time <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Yeah. And you guys mentor uh, young uh, tennis players as well. Yeah. That's something special that you That's guys do. That's been really fun. Right. A couple of kids that don't have resources, right. and um, the two in particular um, never had coaches and would not have been able to really pay for college. Mm. So getting tennis scholarships, a four-year scholarship right. for both of them at two really good schools. Oh. The one exciting. has a scholarship at University of Texas, which is ranked number one in the country. Oh, and that's exciting. He's okay. a freshman playing number three on the team. So oh, it's really? just really, really fun. And the and the connections with them. It's not just about writing a check mm-hmm. for a for a training session. Sure. It's, you know, Rick will go over there and shag balls and be on the back of the court and watch and listen. And then yeah. and the kids will 
text me and ask me a question about a girl or about something <laughs> fun. You know, it's, yes. it's really cool. Yeah. It's really life-changing for those kids. You know, it and opens, for us. It, and for you. It opens yeah. them really to a yeah. world they would never have right. the opportunity to experience. Right. Yeah, we talk. And their talent would just be wasted. You know, mm-hmm. so thank you guys for doing that. Yeah, and, and the first first boy we began working with, um, his parents were, one, his father's from the Ukraine, his mother's from Laos. Hmm. They live in City Heights. Uh, he, as Leslie said, he had never had any real formal training, uh, but um, we developed a really special relationship hmm. with, with him. Uh, he uh, he calls us his kind of his second parents. I love him. And, and he's so, twenty one years old today, mm. and I send him a giant chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I love it. I that. said I can't send beer in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's it's really so cool. it's, it's neat. It is fun. We're lucky that that our kids are are good about it too mm-hmm. and not jealous or anything. I mean, <laughs> yes. they've got their own lives and that. Well, you know, I ha- I wanted to be kind of careful about no, that I and understand. not talk about them too much yeah. or make it sound like we're just all of a sudden mm-hmm. immersing our whole lives in in these kids and not in our own children. Mm-hmm. But um but there's not a jealous bone in either of their bodies. Yeah. So so that's lucky. It is. So, it's very cool. Yeah. It's been cool. And so how many kids have you guys mentored? Uh, this boy that I just mentioned, and then there's a brother-sister combination. Mm. The parents are from Eritrea, mm. so uh, which is just our third. Uh, oh, adjacent third, yeah. to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And they live out in uh, La Mesa area. Mm. City um, and Dad has been a taxi driver mm. um, and now drives for Uber. Mother is a bookkeeper somewhere hmm. at a nonprofit, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so again, they, you know, it was kind of the way we got involved with them was kind of interesting because this boy that we'd worked with the first time, as he was going off to college, asked me. He said, "Is are you interested in kind of continuing this <laughs> with anybody else?" And I said, "Well, we might be." And he said, "Well." Um, he gave me the name of the boy, and uh, uh, so we met with him and his family, his father, uh, and talked about his goals and what he was looking for and what he needed, and uh, very, very bright kid, hmm. very, very bright. And so we, we did get involved, and mm-hmm. I did some traveling with him early on uh, to tournaments. and. Then I was out at a clinic where his sister, he and his sister, were participating in this clinic out at uh, Mira Mesa College. And uh, I was watching his sister. And she now is a junior in high school. Hmm. Um, and I thought, wow, what talent this girl hmm. has. And so we, we've been at, uh, working with her, or trying to help her as well. Hmm. And she is, as we speak, I think. Mm, tomorrow she leaves tomorrow. for uh, Boston to visit Harvard. Harvard oh, is exciting. interested in her, yeah. and They're she's already been to her. Columbia. That's uh, amazing. These these kids have nothing financially, sure. Right? But they, you know, she and her brother uh, are 
4.6 or something oh uh, in the great averages. And so they really, with their background and their talent, they'll, they'll, they have a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a really bright future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So. It's exciting. We're happy if we can be of assistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, what I love so much about this is that you guys <coughs> have basically found a way to serve and give in something that's just a hobby and enjoyment for you. You mm-hmm. know, it's something that mm-hmm. you love um, and you found a way to glorify God through that. And I yeah. think that's such an example to everyone that it doesn't matter if you love to cook or sew or play tennis or you run, there's mm-hmm. there's a way to give back yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to serve in that. And God can use that for his glory. And it's just a beautiful thing. And when you get a chance, you can bring Christ right into the mm-hmm. conversation. Like I have told Ivan, that was our first boy, mm-hmm. that he's got to take a world religions class mm-hmm. or, a, or a Christianity, you know, whatever. Sure. He's at UC Davis, so we don't know what he'll get in. But every year, you know, he'll say, okay, Leslie, I'm working on that. I, it, it conflicts with my weight training or whatever, <laughs> but I'll get there. And I yes. said, it's okay, honey, if you don't, then I'll just sign you up for a week seminar somewhere. And you're going to learn yeah, all about this. Because he, didn't, he yeah. didn't grow up with any, mm-hmm. any exposure mm-hmm. with people from two different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other boy is a Christian, mm-hmm. and I've, been, I've prayed with him, and he's attending church mm-hmm. in Austin, and it's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, so it's nice when you can even bring that in when you're doing something Mm -hmm. to help people. So you guys are new grandparents, so what's that (laughs) been like for you? Tell us about that joy. Well, I don't see Leslie as much as I used to. (laughs) True. Uh, Leslie who? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're where? Will there be dinner tonight? I I understand. Um, yeah. yeah, well, um, I love everything about it except the sore left double that I have because I wasn't used to holding a baby so much there. Um, but it's really neat to be a support and and come alongside type person. And I can just love her up as much as I want, but I don't have to make any tough decisions about her. And I get to go home at night and sleep all night, whereas mom and dad aren't doing that yet. And um, I just... I just pray for her every day mm. about what her life is going to be like and that she will know Christ and that she will be, you know, and I, so we started kind of late, so I don't know if I'll be there when she graduates. I hope I'll be there when she graduates from high school, mm-hmm. but pro- maybe not you alive when she gets out of college. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just already thinking of like things I might want to write to her mm-hmm. and things I want to share with her when she's old enough to sing a song with me, we'll sing Jesus Loves Me, and we'll just get to plant that seed. Yeah. Lucky girl. And her name's Madeline mm-hmm. with a long I. Madeline, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Rick, do you have thoughts on this new little creature that's taken over your wife's life? <laughs> oh, she, she's, she's beautiful. Uh, yes. As we, we might say about our grandchildren, but no, she is beautiful. And so... Yes. Uh, I I haven't been over there nearly as often as Leslie has. Uh, the last time we were there, we babysat while uh, <coughs> they went out to a holiday party. Bowl. Yeah, the har- or no, oh, maybe no. Was the, yeah, 
Yeah. Anyhow, they went out to maybe it was a Holiday Bowl. Yeah, because that, he he won the bocce ball tournament and had the tickets to the Holiday Holiday yes, Bowl. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and so this, you know, I I sat and you know with my foot kind of nudging this rocking mm-hmm. uh, bassinet and. Uh, while her feet were going and the hands were going and oh, so cute. it's just uh you know it's just precious those are they're just little I miracles understand. they are miracles yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a sweet time in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very fun and how how many uh animals do you guys have right now you have two dogs and a cat mm-hmm. right now and they're mm-hmm. your babies at home i know <laughs> they're very spoiled when I they're mm-hmm. they were your grandchildren now you have a, a real grandchild mm-hmm. and so they've maybe gotten I, the boot I, a little bit but yeah, I, I hold the line with the animals Leslie's the one that's very soft <laughs> right I can tell by the many beds animal beds that are throughout oh, your house yeah. that you are very yeah. strict yes every <laughs> They Every don't use weird. that. They use the real bed. <laughs> we, we know who's king in that house. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Well, is there anything you guys would like to add before we close? It's just kind of fun to come in and talk to you and, um, and just be able to share our lives and our our faith. Yes. And yeah. It's neat. You're my sister in Christ. Yes, and, um, I agree. Yes. I think it's lovely to to kind of connect people through mm-hmm. these different ways. And um, I hope that lots of people start getting, finding out more. Maybe somebody will say, oh, big table, that sounds interesting. I want right. to know more about that. Maybe somebody will say, oh, hashtag mom life. Yes. That sounds like it's for me. Yes. Maybe somebody will say, I'm an accountant. I want to be on the finance committee. I know. Yes. Very <laughs> vital. That's a very vital job. <laughs> My husband, Paul, is so thankful for you, Rick. <laughs> what yeah. would he do without you? <laughs> so that's the thing is just, you know, pointing to Christ mm-hmm. with everything. It's not about us. It's about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Evans, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful director of communications, Jim Sedgwick.